In a world on the brink of social collapse, one website stands above the rest to fight back the zombie horde of corporate trolls. Permies.com. Take back control of your destiny and protect your loved ones from the toxic git coming at you from all directions. Strap on your overalls and start building that bunker of abundance with the good vibes and friendly, helpful insight found at Permies.com. Ah. Okay, the numbers are counting. Hey. All right. So, uh, Elliot, you're about to run away and ditch me. Yes, I am, because it is the last day, for me at least, of the uh, Rocket Mask Heater Jamboree, and I have been pushing hard to get my contribution on the uh, Rocket Mass Assisted Solar Dehydrator done, yeah. and I want that thing done, and it's just about there, So, but we have some time here before lunch now. So, yeah, um, so, yeah and, and we're, we're kind of going to uh, continue talking about... Um, uh, your experience on your land, um, and then I'm going to uh, talk about. I'm going to compare and contrast. I mean, I don't know. We're, we're recording a podcast on my podcast channel where normally I do all the jabber, jabber, jabber. I guess I'm trying to. I'm thinking like some of this is like you're you want to make points into my podcast, and I'm going to respond to those points. Uh sure. And then we're talking I mean, about those points. I, I I suppose I have some experiences and a bit of a story that some other people might find helpful. There are mistakes I've made, you yeah. know, and things I and things I didn't do wrong. It's and like when so getting let's this, share those. When you're getting this land. There's like you'd like to send a time capsule back in oh time to your, you know, like Absolutely. saying, "Here's the you think you're so fucking smart, <laughs> but let me let me set you straight on a few things." Right. Well. Okay, and one quick side credit to you on that one. When you had visited us, I think, in 2016, and we're like, oh, we're thinking about buying property, and you, you're just like, your mouth dropped, and you went, why? Why would you do that? And you said, look, if you want to save the world, go and convince, like, eight people to build rocket mass heaters instead. And it's like, well, right, but that that requires like human interaction, and, <laughs> you know. Um, and yet, you know, as I look back at this now, four years later, I do have to wonder if, geez, if I had said, you know, I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to go grab Ernie because he's not that far away, and I'm going to yeah. drag him down here, and we're going to play Sky. Right, and we're going to come up with a producible machine that we can ship out. Right, you know, four years ago, if I had put the same amount of money into it, you know, I'd be well along to having a rocket mass heater stove company. Right, but that's not the path I chose. Let me let me paint a picture, and then you can tell me how close I am to why you bought land, and that is that. I'm gonna I'm gonna say these things for me. I'm tired of going to the grocery store buying organic food, knowing that they're lying to me. I, I know I know there's a bunch of lies woven into this stuff. It says organic, and I and I know some of it's true and some of it's not true. Yeah, I, absolutely. Um, and it's like, what corners did they cut? But even even more than that, even if even if it is organic, I know that it's the food's still not good enough, and I kind of feel like there are people dying of of. They're suffering. There's people suffering. People, people in the United States suffering from cancer and a bunch of long lists of stuff. And it's all related, I believe, back to nutrition. 
And it's like, I want what's better for me, for my family. I want to blaze a trail. I can see it. I can feel it. I want to live in a plethora of life. I want to have the, the chickens, the pigs, the cattle. But mostly I want to have community. And I want to, I want to live in a community where, where I feel like every day I learn something new and, uh, these people give a shit the same way I do. In fact, most of these people are better at this stuff than I am, and I want to share a table with them, um, like every day. And yeah. I want to have, um, and, and I don't want to be the smartest guy in the room. I don't want to be the permaculture guy in the room. I want to be like middle of the road or, or something like that. Like these people know so much more than I do and I'm learning and I'm, and then, and, and we're figuring things out together. Like there's, these people care about what's good, like the same way I do. And yeah. Yeah. So this is, so I, I want this richer, more glorious, more magnificent life, yeah. and it's going to feature food that's a, that's above and beyond. And, and I want it to be so great. And I want to I want to eventually prove it by having somebody with cancer come and their cancer goes away because I don't know my food is better, the natural building I made is better, um, this whole way of life yeah. is better through and through and through and through and through. And I want to I want to prove it, and I want to set I want it to be an example for when people talk about cancer they point at this and they say well the reason why you have it is because you live in the brown soup you eat (laughs) non-organic food yes and um, everything you're doing in your life that is part of your joy of life and it's like it's killing you is basically killing you and it's and it's kind of like there's so many things that you could do to make it so much better and we've got this not exactly proof but anecdotal evidence at the very least but i want to live this more pure more delicious life with people who have similar values rather than swimming upstream and i want it to have so many redundancies that that it you know it doesn't require uh this this enormous amount of work or discipline for it to all happen so i've got this this thing in my head of how i want to live and i think i am not the only one who feels this way but at the same time if you came to my place there's a chance You'll piss me off and I'll kick you out. Or there's a chance you get sick yeah. of my shit and you're like, yeah. I'm fucking out of here. Screw you. I'm going home. And it's like so. And and one way to make sure that you get exactly what you want is is to buy your own land and then start traveling this path, bringing in the animals, growing the gardens, doing all the things. Only I think let, let, let's focus on the months before you bought land and even your first week yeah and yeah, so sure well so how close well, how close is your vision to mine um yours is um far more focused and um deeper okay. than mine was mine was um more vestigial and instinctual in a way that um 
having some land would be a good thing. The Portland area um, is supposed to have been relatively um, immune to a lot of the effects of climate change, at least we thought so until last summer. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, and so there are a couple of things going on there. One is... Um, I got, frankly, quite pissed at the results of the 2016 election, and I was like, well, okay, I'm going to have to go save the world because these people aren't going to. And so I'm going to go do my part. I'm going to go do something. And I'm not just going to have... I had money that came down from my father when he passed. I just didn't want to send it off to Wall Street. And Wall Street does what they do with it. And, yeah, boy, if I'd put all that money in the last four years in Wall Street, I'd be looking really good. But, of course, for me, the problem is whenever you play that game, the house always wins. Somebody else always comes out better than you when you put your money into Wall Street. Right? You are the fuel for them. <laughs> I think whenever you gamble, somebody yeah. has to yeah, be the loser. Right. Well, and then the house always wins. And the house and always in wins. in a way... It's not it's not exactly gambling, but it is. Right. And even if you buy everything in an index fund, you're still putting money into the system. You're putting energy into the system, which feeds it, and then other people live off of that particular energy and pervert it, I think. So, so, so before buying this land, you're thinking, I want to buy land for the sake of real estate investment? Well, that is part of it. Uh, you know, it's an outlier, right? Okay. It's one of the ideas is, well, if I buy a piece of land and things don't work out, if my wife loses her job and we have to move, if um, somebody develops a boatload of medical bills, I mean, I don't know, right? So I mean, you got a there, list. There are possibilities. There's real estate investment is number one. Um, resiliency mm, is number two. Well, no, I wouldn't say real estate is number one. It's it's a it's a factor. I okay. wanted to buy there's a property list. for other things. Yeah, and it's not a numbered list to, to save the world, right? I mean that's that's what I say. I just I bought the property to help save the world. I want to okay. do my part to save the world, right? Now, what exactly does that mean? Eh, we can get into that, but and it's not entirely clear to me what I mean by that. But no. then it's like okay, then see if you can find a place that, um, frankly, allows you to sit on the fence a little bit. You know, live in town, be ah, close enough okay, to this right. thing, right? Because I've got kids in school right? and a wife with a job there mm -hmm. in the very urban environment. And picking up and moving an hour and a half, two hours away, not really an option. And having a piece of property which is that far away, and then you're really an absentee, you know, okay. landlord sort of a thing, doesn't seem like a good solution either. Um, and so, um, and part of this is because when we owned a house in Wisconsin and we did things to it that we were happy with and we liked, but then nobody else liked. And then there were two kinds of people who came around. People who came around and said, oh, my gosh, I love what you've done with the house. But those people didn't have money. And then the people <laughs> with money who went to worky jobs and then came home didn't want a garden. Right. They, they saw the garden as a liability. Right. And um, the people... Now you got to pay some guy to oh pick your God. food. And, and, you know, yeah, we finally right. sold it to somebody, and they... Uh, Julia had planted something like 10,000 bulbs in the last year, and yeah. they, they just paved it over. Literally, they paved right. it over. Right. Anyway, so um, there was that experience, that, you know, just making sure that it's somewhat liquid, right, moving forward. Um, and then I was pretty wide open to things, because there was a couple... There a couple 
of thoughts going on there. One is you can buy a piece of land that's somewhat degraded and set about demonstrating how you can capture carbon and improve it okay. by doing that, right? There, there are many versions of that out there. So when you're buying one, you're, it sounds like your primary motivator for buying the land is um, to save the world. Yeah. And then, and then one of the things that you've mentioned four times now is carbon. Yes. And uh, so when it comes to the climate change thing, this is, this is extremely important to you. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, uh, among other things, right? I mean, part, sure, sure, part sure. of this is the carbon. Part of it is also this problem that, you know, okay, where, where does our food come from? If food, you know, the local food has to come from local land. And yet, if you build a McMansion on a piece of land, Mm -hmm. you know, or subdivide it or something like that, then you can't grow food on it. And um, so part of this is a a bit of a stick in the eye of some of the other economic and social forces to try and slow down the consumption of land. So I I just want to... I want to insert, you know, a little bit of my opinion, an unasked for opinion about <laughs> about climate change uh-huh. and all that stuff. It's either real or it isn't. I I kind of feel like um, I I am not hell bent on it. Yeah. I I, I do gotta say that um, uh, it's like the light bulb thing. I don't want to be the light bulb guy. Right. I yeah. But it's like I gotta I gotta stand up and say, you guys keep talking about these fucking light bulbs, and they're actually the opposite of what you're saying. Right. But you know, and and I've got all these other things to talk about, but they won't listen because they're like, I already bought the light bulbs, I'm all done. Yeah. Yeah. Similar sort of a thing with carbon footprint oh shit. Oh my gosh. I kind of feel like there's all these people that are just ape shit about it, and everything that they do about it to me is like. It's it's. I feel like the the corporate world has said like, okay, a here's, let us tell you, through we've hired two thousand people to go onto the internet and say this message over and over and over again. Here's the message that we're telling them. Hey everybody, hey hey, keep buying all our crap. Keep buying all our crap because if you because granted the crap you buy from us has a massive carbon footprint, but. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, the or, only or wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me, it, let me, let me tell you the <laughs> thing you got to do because it doesn't matter. You, if you don't buy our product, it that really changes nothing. Right. So, so keep buying our product, even though you know it's got a horrible carbon footprint, and you are super worried about that. No, 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 no. The thing that you do, the only way, the only way that you can change anything is to write to politicians yes. and and it's yes. and it's and we're going to tell you your point. your letters that you send to politicians they're not just thrown away no 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 they read everyone and they cherish it and they love it and they're going to and they are your servants they're going to do what you say we know and it's like to me it's a rigged playing field i i wouldn't be surprised if 90 percent of the letters that people wrote either a just go into the round file b are 
are documented in some way that you will regret sending that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now we've now we've got you on our database, and we're coming for you. Right. Or C, um, they put you into a database, but it's they're not going to do anything sinister. But they are going to have interns tell you we care. They're going to write back and say we care about your opinion, and don't forget to vote for us. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. Like, that's right. Um, I feel like well, it, it there's does, a whole lot of co-opting uh, or greenwashing and all of this stuff that goes on out there. And even if you don't feel, um, you know, like you're in the, oh, global warming is a real thing camp, what I come back to is, well, okay, but so what? If we improve the soils by capturing more carbon and adding more organic material to it, I can have a more productive farm. I can have a more productive, useful forest that is healthier, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, with a whole bunch of benefits. And so if we can generate benefits and sequester carbon at the same time, well, that's a win-win. And if nothing else, guess what? You end up with this other pile of benefits. And um, so... You know, that's part of what I was setting out to do was like I just wanted to do something individually instead of, well, just buy this instead or just have the electric car or insulate your house well or give money to this fund. Yeah, buy your way in and, to, you know. You know, 350.org is this big organization trying to reduce carbon emissions, et cetera, et cetera. And they sent me a little survey thing recently about, you know, what is it that you think we do? And I had to reply, I think you mostly just send me emails. Yeah. You know, and then you beg for money, and then you take the money, yeah. you pay your staff, well, and, and then you beg for more. Use that, you know. They're, they're doing they some do things, banking. but they're doing things like over there and at maybe at this big level, as opposed to, like, look, people. Part of the issue here is the way we live our lives, and it's not just carbon. Right, it's all of these other pollutants that we surround yeah. ourselves with, and oh, great, we got rid of bisphenol A. Okay, but what about bisphenol B, C, D, and E? That they're—I don't know if these are true, but you know, there's just yeah. this continuing soup of things. Well, this is why Paul uses glass, right? Everywhere, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, and um, and, and so on and so forth. And so it's like, well, maybe we could try to. Uh, do something non-consumery, and but boy, you, as soon as you say something non-consumery and non-immediate gratification, um, here come the corporate trolls. Oh I'm, man, I am paid to say that the message you just posted is wrong, and you're crazy, and everything is you know. But but really, they're being paid. Oh yeah, totally. I'm here to tell you that uh, yeah. what what you're saying is contrary to my employer's interests. That's of right. course, I'm going to not mention my employer in this reply because I'm paid to not mention my employer in in my post. In, in Portland, the uh, the natural gas company um, has a sort of rear action campaign going to make sure that they are essentially not written out of business because yeah. um, there's a big push to electrify everything. And um, 
uh, and it's done from this carbon position. Um, of course, you could also do it just simply from a health position that having these flames in your house is a bad idea. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and all of the stuff that comes off of it, and you shouldn't do that, but they have done such a good job of convincing largely, you know, the sort of the, well, I wouldn't say housewives, but people who aspire to to have an elegant kitchen that a gas stove is better. And um, so they're fighting this rear guard action of like, you know, we think that uh, this is part of freedom and this, that, uh. and the other thing. And it's just like, look, you, you, okay, if you want to kill yourself, you can get on a motorcycle without a helmet, okay? Um, <laughs> you can go do it that way. Um, but... Um, please be honest about this stuff. And of course, you know that's no, they can't possibly. Be right, you're, about you're, you're, you're you're saying things that are contrary to the profit margin of some big company, yeah, yeah. and um, and they're willing. I mean, it's one thing if they're a big company and uh, and they're straight up. But it's another thing when they're a big company, and it's like, we've decided that the best way to make money is by lying and uh, deceiving yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Hi, this is Mark. There are a lot of reasons to get angry these days, but I prefer to focus on the positive things that we each can do to make this world a better place. The book Building a Better World in Your Backyard, Instead of Being Angry at Bad Guys, is a great resource for just that. Instead of throwing my arms up in frustration at governments or big corporations, there's a list of ideas that we each can tackle to affect change. Information about this book and other resources can be found at permies.com. Uh, the, the important thing is, is that I don't want to be the carbon guy. I don't feel like don't that's my thing. And, right. and it's like, uh, and and it's like, is it is it really happening? And it's like, it doesn't. To me, I'm having a hard time saying yes or no. I don't. I don't care exactly. Mm-hmm. I. I mean, I kind of feel like what I want to do is more gardening, and I and yeah. it's like it happens to be kind of the same thing. Right. But I can say that the thing that drives me absolutely fucking nuts is when people say that the only thing that you can do is to talk to a politician, and it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, 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 I, that's the message of the corporate world through a corporate troll. Well, because to it, say, keeps, it keeps power and choice concentrated. When, and when you I need to diffuse it, so you live in Portland, Oregon now. Yes. I I lived in Portland, Oregon a very long time ago, and yeah, when I did, different. I worked many, many months, not a full year even, for the Northwest Power Planning Council yeah. as a, uh, a chump librarian, and I read all this stuff coming and going, and they're trying to figure out, like, should we build another nuclear power plant? Should we build yeah. another uh, a hydro plant? Yeah. I mean, the need for power keeps going up and up and up. And it's like, you know, what's going to be, you know, how do we deal with this? And the people in that office had had big doses of give a shit about trying to do the most decent thing. But basically, every option was shit. Right. The number one thing was conservation, but they couldn't convince anybody to do conservation because they were suggesting sacrifice. Yeah. So... I've and at the same time it's like the the amount of shit show that is going on 
from all these choices. I mean, you think hydropower is clean? It's no. a shit show. It is well, a total shit show. Aside from all of the concrete that they have to use and the embedded energy in that, but they're just the ecological effects. Yeah. Um, you know, we you, have, you can't be both pro-fish and pro-hydropower, for instance. I just right. don't see how you no. can do that. The, the, the hydropower itself is kind of like uh, it's, it's a puree. You, the fish go through it, and fish sauce right. comes out the and other it's end. It's true that when the and thing's running, it's not belching out pollutants like the coal plant. And living downwind from a hydro dam is probably not an issue. Um, but. Um, it doesn't mean that it's clean, and it's just the same thing. Like, oh well, but this is a this is a clean burning bus, and it doesn't have any particulate matter coming out. And it's like, well, particulate matter is one thing, but there's a bunch of other stuff. The, the key is, is that I worked in this office. These people cared deeply about what was good and right and yeah. decent and and I got to the point where I cared deeply about what was good and right and decent and it is a difficult thing and so I wrote a fucking book that says here are things that that improve the overall environment for so many different ways yeah. and it's all but it's all adding luxury to your life adding money to your pocket right. you know all nothing is sacrifice and so because i kind of feel like in the end the number one thing is still conservation and so all of these ways that you have today sure to generate power whether it's solar or wind or whatever they they're still uh they're just a different flavor of shit show they're not many of them are not as bad as coal not as bad as hydro not as bad as nuclear but they're still shitty there and it's like really the thing that so a lot of what i've done is is like okay Let's embrace that we love electricity. We love the Internet. We yeah. love all yeah. the little things that electricity brings us. Those right. are great. And I want you to have all of that that you want. And it's like, can I paint a picture for you so you could have a more luxuriant life Yeah. while simultaneously, and I know this is going to sound like a bit shocking, while simultaneously <laughs> reducing the amount of electricity that you use by... Let's start with 5% and move on. Can we gain, you know, a couple percentage points per month to get to the point where in a few years, maybe in seven years, 90% less, but your life is more luxuriant? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I wrote a whole book about that. I think right. my book is awesome. It is. But, thank you. <laughs> yeah, good. You read it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, um, I really like that book and your approach because it is indeed one of individual direct action to improve your life, right? right. Um, to make your life better. In many cases, it's making it simpler. I mean, in many cases, like turning off the television, turning off Facebook, disposing of a whole bunch of things, you know, in which people can come into your life and say, do this, do this, do this. You have to do this. Are you unhappy? Of course you're unhappy. Here's the solution. Um, you know, I think if people want to watch a whole lot of that. I think if people want to watch TV or go to Facebook and that's their thing and that's what brings them joy or substance in life, but, more but power to them, I encourage it. I encourage that. Well, if that works for them, I think for me that's that's I need to get that a lot of that out. Yeah. Now, um, but I, but it's still one of direct action. It's what this is what you can do easily, inexpensively to alter your life. 
to make it better and coincidentally better for other people. You, yes. right? You, you, you know, it's it's a net positive. It's not just your life is better and everybody else now sucks. Your life is better and the environment, very broadly speaking, in which we're living, yeah. um, is also better. And uh, that makes it easier for other people to do the same things. Okay. Um, as opposed to, why can't I get organic Ritz crackers? You know... There, there are organic Ritz okay, crackers. But, mm, fine. Yeah. Clearly, I don't shop in the right aisle. What, what, what we need is more gluten-free options that are also organic. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So I mean, we could talk about with snacks. I could talk about snacks for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so this comes back around to why I wanted to buy a piece of property, which is I wanted to do some direct action, right? Okay. On things. Your position on carbon footprint and global warming, climate change, your position is different than mine. Yes, yes. And you are very passionate about it, and this is super important to you. Um, oh, man, there are people out there who are far, far more involved in it. Mm-hmm. What I see is the trend line um, from where I grew up in California Mm-hmm. And my experiences there and observing the ecologies over the last 50 years, um, it's like this has changed. Yeah. Um, and so, and I, I say that change is not for the better. Okay. Um, and I have kids and I'm deeply worried about what these, you know, 116 degree days and forest fires forever and so forth mean for the world in which we live. What's, uh, what, what do you see because of your concern about climate change? What do you think the world's going to be like? I'm going to pick a number 40 years from now. I don't even know. I haven't even gone there. I'm, I, you know, different scenarios on that one look pretty poor. Considering, like, if things just keep going the way that they're going, which, by the way, is brought to you by politicians and whatnot. Well, and it's like, yeah. I mean, it's it, the people who are saying, like, you know, the, the best thing you could do is write to a politician. It's kind of like, you think people haven't been doing that? And and it's like, and here we are. Well, the best thing you can do is vote, in a way. Um, but Yeah, people have been voting for a long time, well, too. But I, I would argue that these issues haven't really been in on the slate of elections. Like, you know, when it comes to, do I vote for this guy or that gal? I think it's been there, uh, you know, so, the whole time I've been alive. Well, I, and from I my reading, so. it's been there before, too. Well, they've been topics of discussion, but it's not. Yeah. I don't know. You know, regardless, direct action is part of this. Um, and then there's also the... Um, I like the idea of, you know, let's do a thing and take a picture of it. And what if what if uh, what if a hundred million people do this thing too? Yeah, yeah. well, and, and going out and demonstrating. Um, and it's one thing to read stuff in a book about what you can and cannot do, right? So there's demonstrating. And there's demonstrating. I think by demonstrating, you're talking about like, look, I made a thing, as opposed to demonstrating like, look, look at my poster that says you guys yeah, are fuckwits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, look, come out here, right? Mm-hmm. Take a little weekend drive. Yeah. Bring the school class. Mm-hmm. And come see something about how you can 
uh, manage forests, mm. how you can manage food production, mm. um, and how you can build some things. Um, how you in can a heat pizza. Way. How you can heat, well, cook pizza, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't think you guys have a rocket mass heater. You've got a, you got a pizza oven. We, we have a rocket oven, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and I have schemes um, for rocket mass heaters. Mm. They have not yet... Um, I haven't cut away enough of the fog no, no, yet no. around those to to do that. Well, now you've been to two of our Rocket Mass Heater events. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, and now have you watched uh, the eight movie set? No. No. Have you read Ernie and Erica's book? Yes. Okay. All right. And forgotten most of it. But sure. Um, and I also rely mightily upon my wife, who is a much better consumer of media, to tell me things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. All right. um, and she's the one who got this all started anyway. Um, and then the other part of the property is um, Julia thinks it would be lovely, lovely, lovely. She would really feel like she had made it in the world if there was a place where somebody grew food for her. That, you know, that she has a place and there's somebody who grows organic food for her. Like on, so on your farm. Yeah. And that somebody might be you. That somebody might be me. This is yeah. correct. That this is a bad a plan because I, the green thumb. I don't have a black thumb per se. I don't kill all the green things, yeah. but I joke that I'm not a farmer in part because I look around and I go, "Yep, that that's a plant." You know, and that's that's a you know. So a lot of this horticultural knowledge just woo goes right over my head. I I'm, I'm not there. So um, I I have a black thumb. I, uh, this, all of this stuff about horticulture does not come to me naturally. Okay. It's, it is an, a totally unnatural thing. And yet I became obsessed with it. And, um, and so now I have an artificially green thumb. <laughs> well, I could learn, you know, from I, smashing aphids. When you smash aphids with your thumb, your turn thumb green. turns green. <laughs> so, um, because they've been sucking all the green juice out of the, out of the plants. But the, the thing is, is that I grew a garden a very long time ago, and almost everything died, and I felt so horrible that, like, what fool allowed me to purchase these seeds, <laughs> and then they'd get so big, and then they would just die. What? And so I, that's when I became obsessed with all the gardening okay. books, and, er- yeah. and everything, and the obsession just grew from there. So, and, and here I am, um, but... but um, I have to say, like, you don't have to have a green thumb, but, you know, what are your what are the things that you care about? And so you're saying you care like the thing that seems to be a big driving force for you is a the the stuff about climate change, which is going to be involving partially carbon in the atmosphere. And like, what can I do on my property to be and then take a picture of it and share the picture? And maybe 100 million people will get they'll see the picture. And yeah, well, then it change. Then there's change. I I know it sounds like and you're hitting this that, you know, I'm all about climate change. But let me let me go a little further back. Okay, because um, my grandfather um, during the Great Depression, um, he was a newspaper man. He wanted to be a newspaper man. He was a newspaper man in Wenatchee. Um, and yet, oops, the Depression took that one away. And he had to go back. Um, and I don't understand the exact family circumstances, but he ended up in uh, northwestern Kansas working um, on the ranch. And he was paid in acreage, Okay. Um, essentially. 
um, and um, because he wasn't the direct descendant for the property that was there. And um, by the time he died, um, A, there was 16,000 acres. And this has a great impact on the family because this is where my mother was born and she spent her early years growing up until she was about 12. Um, maybe a little older when they moved into town um, because they found oil. Wow! <laughs> and then there was money and they built a house in town and did that. But um, the... And the stories and the heritage that go around having the ranch, mm-hmm. you know, um, and um, my my mother talked about how, you know, back in the day, they had creeks out there in western Kansas, and you go out there now... And you try to find a piece of surface water. It's only because somebody's accidentally spilled it, you know. Yeah. Um, that's that's the only surface water there is. And there were beavers. There were actual beavers on the farm because there was enough running water that they could do that. And um, so, but then every farm, every ranch around that area got plowed and got irrigated. And my grandfather kept his as grassland. And it was the largest piece of grassland, I believe, in Kansas at the time of his death um, in the late 1980s. And so, and, and my, my family has been very involved with the Land Institute as well, which right. is there in Kansas. And they're trying to grow, you know, uh, perennial grains and, you know, doing these sorts of right. things. And, and so, but, so it goes way, way back to the Dust Bowl experiences, mm-hmm. right? Of, oh, we have been given this fantastic gift of Midwestern, you know, fertility in the ground. And let's just piss it away, right? Um and trying to, you know, and just looking at that long line, and I see similar things going on both now within agriculture in slightly different ways, and also within forestry. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of having my chunk of land and being the guardian of that and all that it represents is very fulfilling. So it's going to be um, ha- developing a romance with nature. Yeah. Is so soul building. Yes. Might not be what you bought the property for initially, but now that you're there, it's like, mm. oh wow, this is I I I I need to spend the I need to spend some you find yourself procrastinating from stuff in the city like doing stuff on your land more and it's like because of the soul building element that you get from it absolutely absolutely and you know it's great getting rent checks from the tenants but discovering a frog on the property right is you know even much 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 greater frogs and more frogs you have the the, they are the indicators of you're doing a good job and uh watching um well yeah we've got all of that um hawkweed but that also means that those persistent herbicides have now washed out of the soil. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, so this yeah. is a step in the right direction. And it seems like the number of snakes has gone up. It mm-hmm. seems like we've got more birds around. 
Um, we have owls nesting in our forest. We have um, various birds of prey around far more than we used to. This is all good. How much carbon do you think you've sequestered during your uh, in the last steward- four years? stewardship of this land? Zero. Okay. All right. Which is kind of a big part of what's really important to you and what you came out to do. Well, part of it is, yeah, in terms of, like, have I done the great things with the pastures that are going to help really grow that? No, that hasn't happened yet. On the other hand, what I have done is prevented 20 acres of 70-year-old standing timber from being clear-cut. Okay. I want to I ask you a question that I think is super important for everybody who is currently contemplating buying land because, um, and I'm going to phrase it in such a way that may be a little loaded, but um, when, like, uh, the day that you bought the land, or it was like two or three days before closing, did you have a list of things that you wanted to get done on the first day? (laughs) Yes. And now, here it is many years later, what percentage of that list have you now completed? Oh. Um... Very little. However, I would also say that I knew that I shouldn't have a big list because I needed to observe the property for at least a year. I would say because I wasn't living there, I needed to observe it for at least two years. So I think think it is important that you need to do this thing where you observe the property first and then, and don't do anything until you've observed, until you've got to, and at the same time, I think you have to do the opposite. And it's like part of the observation is your initial interactions. So I, I want to say that it's... The first thing I should have done is build a machine shed. That is okay. the very first thing I should have done is said, I need a machine shed. Um, I need a garage. I need a something because there's going to be a tractor and it needs a place to live and it needs a place to be serviced and there are going to be tools mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? I mean, sure. that's Absolutely. the very first thing I should have done. Now, I, I kind of feel like everybody who buys land, they make this list of, of the things they're going to do on the first day. And um, and I kind of want to say that I suspect that if I were to sit here and ask a hundred different people, um, and and then some of them and a hundred different people who have all been on their land for let's say ten years, I bet that that none of them have even made it halfway through that list of just the things they want to do on the first day. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's kind of like, uh, and it's like, well, why is it you don't have this? I mean, it doesn't take hardly any time. And it's like, yeah, there's about 10,000 things. Yeah, that because, don't, the, the, don't, because the septic system backs up, and now you got to deal with that. And then yeah. you got to figure out what's going on there. And then you have a tenant, and the tenants want things yeah. done. They, the they, have their, out. they have their own agendas. And mm-hmm. then it... The wind- blew out the power line. You have an ice storm and it knocks down things and you know, this is the sad thing um, about some of this. Um, ice storm, knocked down a tree onto the fence which needs to be repaired anyway. I've been working on it. The cows came over to see what I was doing. They nudged the tree. It rolled. Took out the temporary fence I had there. They got out. Yeah. I lost 40% of my herd when they wandered out onto the road and got hit by a car. So, I guess... Uh, all right, we're, so, there's so much stuff to do that's like now, now, now. So many fires. It's really hard to keep to a plan. There's there's like... Uh, there's a long list of other things we wanted to talk about right now. Yeah. 
we have to go. It's respect the cook. You got to yeah. you got to go. And um, well, we and, can continue this remotely as well. That that could happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, um, but we were gonna. Zach Weiss is out at your place, and and he said a lot of things. Zach, I went down to your place. I said a lot of things, and then there's some of the things where you're like. I'm not doing that. And there's some things where you're kind of like, yeah, that that sounds nice, but I'm not doing that. And there's probably bits of it where you where you like the idea, but you haven't done it yet. And we, there's there's a ton of stuff for us to talk about and hash through. Um, I don't even know what was exactly the topic of what we did. This was all build up. We were all going to go into all these bigger topics, but yeah, now we're out of time. Yeah. It's amazing how this happens. Uh, I, chatter, I, chatter, chatter. Yeah, and and so I the, the 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 takeaway is is that I think that we put too many expectations on ourselves for the first day. Yes, and it's like just embrace that it's not going to happen. It's okay. Um, I think. Uh, Another thing is is that uh, when there's people who are showing up that are into permaculture and they have they have not yet bought their land and they've already got their own list of the thousand things they're going to do on the very first day and they get to your property and they're wondering why you haven't done those one thousand things then it's like um, yep. I think the thing is is like just you wait and then I'm going to ask you the same fucking question when you're a week in <laughs> you said all you'd get it all done on the first day. Yeah, well, and you're you giving me yet? shit that it's been five years and I haven't even gotten through half the list. All you have to do, you, you just have to move that dirt. Oh, man, I'm so sick of people saying you just, just have to. Just, yeah. Well, you're just all you have to do is that thing. You just or, do that. Or why didn't you? Uh, yeah. Oh, man, I just want to slap the why didn't you right out of their mouth. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's like, well, I would like to have, but, but there's yeah. all of this other stuff that goes and, on. And it's and like, you go ahead and you buy your land, and then I want to stop by and see how you're doing in five years. Yeah. 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 So it's like, uh, um, yeah. And then, uh, to compound things even further, I'm trying to do these other projects, you know, it goes on and on and on and on. on. Okay. All right. All right. <sighs> Well, so much you, to say. You, you have one foot here and one foot and one hand very much elsewhere right. in the big world. Right. I'm I'm trying to do a lot of things all at once. And I'm I'm pulling some stuff off and uh yeah. and some of it I'm pulling off poorly and and uh but at the same time I also have like more than a hundred people helping me and uh which is including you, you know, and so including you and Julia and so you know, two of the people helping me to do all the things that I do all the time. And so there's like yeah, hundred people constantly finding ways to help. And so it's like uh still I'm yeah. I'm and while I am making a lot of forward velocity, I'm not doing as much as I would like. I share that burden. Yeah. Let's go eat. All right. If you like this sort of thing, come on out to the forums at permies.com where we talk about lunch, <laughs> homesteading, <laughs> and permaculture all, all the, the time. time. I'm Edward Norton. No, not that one. The other one. And I love pies. No, not that kind. The other kind. Hermes is an old school forum packed full of friendly people who occasionally give out a slice of pie. You'll never forget your first slice of pie. It made me feel so good. I had to buy a whole pie so I could share the love. Oh, and there's apples too. Sign up at permies.com to join in the world of homesteading and permaculture and you too might get a slice of pie.